Angels for the ball to Mark Holtz. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Heart-rending. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vane, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. Friday edition of the program. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. Got a lot going on today on the final show of yet another week. And we're glad to have you aboard. The Louise Baker Team Hotline is always open for you to dial us up at 639-4900. Or those of you who chime in on the text line, it's 744-2990 from our McAdoo studios. Coming up, we've got uh, Jen and Mike in the power hour it's jen the game card girl all you need to know is she's been uh, in tampa with her friend holly and all we're going to talk about is stories that are probably not arable but we're going to do it anyway <laughs> and then we've got all sorts of radford basketball stuff happening in hour number two i think b hart's back brian hart's in the uh, neighborhood he's going to stop by and uh, radford assistant coach tim pete's going to step in Islanders are in an eight-game winning streak, and they host Winthrop tomorrow at 2. We've got all sorts of stuff going on tomorrow, Tech and UVA. We've got tickets, by the way, to give away for both. We're going to have two pair of tickets for Tech UVA. By the way, it's sold out. 
That's yeah, we got them, but they're sold out. Can't get them. If you try to get them, you're going to pay a lot. So we'll give away some tickets, and we also have um, a pair of tickets for the Radford Winthrop game tomorrow. How you doing? <laughs> you did break good. I finally caught up on my sleep. Um, hope it wasn't too bad yesterday, as I was. I wasn't doing well yesterday here on the show. Let's just put it that way. I mean, uh, we got back from Clinton, South Carolina, wee hours of the morning on uh, Thursday, got in bed. I, I think I actually laid down, looked over, it was 2.30, 2.27 to be exact. And you get up a little after 4, you came in. And I hope it was okay. But then I tried to go to my other gig down at RU, and I was there you know, until about 11, then all of a sudden – I guess I had, it's one of those, I don't know if you've ever done this, because I always see it, and you probably do as well, you know, on TV and things like that. They show, like, people who just doze off suddenly, and then they wake up, and they don't know what happened. That happened to me yesterday at work. It was so weird, so surreal. I remember I was starting to work on the game for tomorrow, and this was, I don't know, a little after 10, and I... I guess my head had just hit the desk because I just remember shooting up, looking around, and it was 40 minutes later. <laughs> so, unless I was abducted by an alien craft, I believe I just had an impromptu. Your body said, it's time to shut down now. And after that, I kind of came to my senses enough, and I just proclaimed to my hallway mates, yeah, I'm, I'm going home and going to bed. Which I did, and I, I think I slept till a little after three. <sighs> so I feel better. I feel a little bit better. Can't deprive your body of sleep. Got to have it, much as we uh, try to at times. Um, so we got all that going on today. It's a lot. It's fun. It's Friday. That's what we try to do on Friday. So um, stressful weeks for work, heading into the weekend. We don't have any football this weekend. Let's go to the uh, Baker team hotline. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Rick. This is Gary. How you doing? Hey, Gary. What's going on, man? And uh, I wanted to ask you about Greg Marshall. Is he unhirable right now? You know, I think that's going to probably permeate for a while, right? Um, but I have a feeling, maybe not in this next cycle, but who knows? It could be. You're going to see it. You're going to see a school that's going to do their vetting of him, and they're going to hire him. All right, it's going to happen. We've seen it before. We've seen it a lot, as a matter of fact. I think um, at some point you kind of have the, uh, what is it, the uh, habeas corpus, right, the, whatever it is, the legal. I, I think you have a uh, coach's hire version of that, Gary. I do. Right. What exactly did he do at Wichita State? Was it abuse against players or what? Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on with coaches who accused him of things, and I'm not really sure. It never really came out because, you know, they had a mutual parting, and then once that happens, they call the dogs off. So I'm not really sure exactly what went on. Um, I know him a little bit from when he was down at Winthrop uh, building those uh, just unbelievable teams in the Big South. He was always good to me. I mean, he was always kind of a volatile guy, kind of always a little edgy. But um, he's a really good college basketball coach, and you know how that goes, Gary, right? You get a new AD, a new administration out of place, and – all of a sudden, that name pops up, and they start talking to him about it. I would not be a surprise to see him on the sideline 
if not next year, the year after. Well, someone like Steve Alford, he's at Nevada, ain't he? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, look at that. There you go. Do you do you think if uh, Washington came calling, do you think he would leave Nevada for Washington, or do you think he's happy at Nevada? He's probably happy there since he's not in a, uh, quote, major league. I mean, he's already in the Pac-12. I wouldn't think Washington would want to go near him. Um, I would hope that they wouldn't, but um, he, he was terrible at UCLA, and he was in over his head there. So he's at a good place, I think, that has basketball tradition, and he can kind of do some things under the radar, but – you know, UW is a high-profile job out there in the Pac-12, and I, I just don't think, given their politics surrounding their university, it was very controversial when UCLA hired him, to be honest with you. Uh, is, uh, I think what I was going to say is, do you think Washington is serious about basketball? I think they're serious about football, but do you think they're really that serious about basketball? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Looking at some of their hires, you know, when the head coach Romar and <sighs> – I think they want to be. I think they feel like – I think all those schools – you throw Oregon out of it, but I think I think UW and Wazoo and the, the Beavs, I think all those schools now are going to reassess themselves once UCLA and USC are gone, right? I mean, that's going to change the whole dynamic of that league. And then all of a sudden, okay, so now you got Arizona. You're going to be looking at them as the top dog, maybe Oregon. You would think that that would be an opportunity to make a jump. I don't know what the Pac-10 is going to do. Let's go ahead and call it the Pac-10. That's what it's going to be. They're going to have to add some schools. But wouldn't you think, though, Gary? I mean, I know you're, you've been a fan of theirs for so long. I mean, wouldn't you think this would be a good time to maybe reinvest in your basketball program? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Hopkins is gone yeah, uh, after yeah. this year. But, you know, I, I don't know what – who you. I know the last time I asked you about it, you said you thought probably like a mid-major guy. We'll probably take it. Yeah, I would think so. Some riser, you know, somebody who looks at a Power 5 gig like that and gets excited about it. I mean, I recorded the game. It's so, it came on so late when I get up so early and I always fast forward. I watched a little bit of our game last night. I mean, they have good, decent players. The, guys, the kids play hard. I mean, they're not – it's not like it's a program that's in the basement and just people not trying. I, they just – but they do need – they need a new direction. And maybe some young energy can come in there and infuse that. That happens a lot. You never know. That's what I would yeah. do if I were – if I were UW, that's what I would do. I'd find some hotshot assistant who's got some really modern ideas that's going to wrap their arms around the portal. That's how you can change a program quickly now in college basketball with this portal. Yeah. Where did the uh, the guy that's at Arizona now, Lloyd, where did he, where did he coach before he went to Arizona? Uh, he was – where was he, an assistant? He was an assistant. Uh, he built up his reputation for a long time. He had a – mid-major job, and now he's um, – oh, man. Let me look it up. I can't remember where he was, but how about that? There was an under-the-radar hey, He's done a hire, really good job. Right? There was an under-radar yeah. uh, hire, right? Tommy yeah. Lloyd. Let's see here. Let's see where Tommy was. You're right. It's a good question. He's been absolutely trivial. Yeah, he was at Gonzaga. There we go. Okay. He was okay. an assistant um, at Gonzaga for – actually, Wow. 20 years. He was there 20 years with Mark Few, and then he got the head gig at uh, Arizona, and my goodness gracious, he's got them absolutely rolling. Yeah, I don't see any reason why Few would leave Gonzaga to you. No, he'll retire there. He, he's had his opportunities. Yeah. I, Power Fives were going after him for years, and I think he's, you know, he got in, and let's be honest too, Gary, you know, he got in some trouble with that DUI, right? And he handled it the right way. Was this two years ago, maybe, something like that? And he, he said, look, I, I was wrong. I apologize. 
he can get away with that. <laughs> Spokane, he can't get away with that if he's at a higher profile, you know, Power Five in the Pac-10 or yeah. something like that. Okay, thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Have a good weekend, man. You too. But yeah, I mean, there's a guy who's also a like Gary, you know, I'm a UCLA guy. I mean, he's not a UCLA guy, but we're Pac-12, Pac-10, West Coast basketball guys. I, I hope that league doesn't. I hope programs like that invest. I mean, it can be fun. Oregon State used to be AC Green, the the Laker, great. That was some. Those are some really good teams that made the NCAA's in the early the mid '80s. And Oregon obviously has all the Nike money. Washington's had some really good teams. They've made some NCAA tournaments. They've been a favorite to maybe go to some Sweet 16s and beyond in the past. They've had good players. That's a program that I think has a shot if they just do it the right way. But you don't always have to have a splashy hire, man. Gary brings up Tommy Lloyd, a guy who just was happy for 20 years doing what he did for Mark Few, right? Why not? Making a lot of money, pressure's really off of him, and now he takes this job, and boom, he's a he's a superstar. And they've got everything they need in place at Arizona to be successful. And that's what they did in the 80s, early, mid-80s. They just decided to turn it over and invest, and here comes Lute Olson, and then boom, rest is history. And Washington can do that. It's a beautiful place. They've got a lot of money. They've got tradition dripping all over the place in their athletic department. I mean, you don't think about it, but Washington Huskies football is one of, I mean, it's one of the premier Pac-10 slash Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, football programs in the country. So, yeah, they could, they could do it. Absolutely, they could do it. And I hope they do. I hope the league thrives. Because I really think UCLA and USC are going to go to the Big Ten and they're going to go, uh-oh. <laughs> Especially in football. Oh, Basketball, they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be okay in basketball, but we'll see about football. (laughs) I think they're gonna they're gonna have a a huge little uh, reality check when they get in that league because they're used to driving around, flying around to some of these Pac-12 schools and not having a lot of fanfare, not having a lot of motion. I mean, let's just face it: the Pac-12 has a reputation in football, and it's weird because in basketball, it's always been a physical league. But in their football uh, last 10 years, I mean, it, they've got a reputation for being pretty soft. Pac-12. Let's just be honest. Considering it's on the West Coast, football-wise, meh. And all of a sudden, you've got to change that mentality if you're going into the Big Ten now. Not that I think the Big Ten is the end for all from top to bottom, but that's a different mindset. That's a different fan base. That's going to be a different environment. Maybe it'll be something that will – uh, get them fired up. But, you know, Lincoln Riley's got kind of a rep now being a little soft. And Chip Kelly's not going to be the right coach to take UCLA into the Big Ten, in my opinion. They need to get somebody else in there. That's been an experiment that hasn't worked, and it's time to move on. All right, we've got Tech basketball tickets, two pair. Game is sold out. I've got a pair of Radford tickets tomorrow. Big game for Tech. I believe a must win. They have to win that game tomorrow. They have to. One more last chance, we said. They blew it at Miami. They've got Virginia coming in. They need to get this done. Because if they don't, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything in the regular season to get that resume back up. Not even the game at Duke. I really don't. 
And then if you lose this game to Virginia, you got swept by them, and the schedule's not great. You got the lower tier teams of the ACC. That's not going to give you a bump at all. You'll get some wins, but anyway, we got a lot going on. I think Brian Hart's stopping by hour two. Tim Pete, Radford assistant, take you inside what it means in February, college basketball, and then Jen and Mike in hour three. Stay with us. They're talking Highlanders. They're talking Hokies. What the heck are you even talking about? If it's local sports you seek, look no further. You found it. Don't you know? Talking about More BDST next on the WRAD Talk Network. Oh, here we go now. Just slide right into some Kenny Rogers. Summer's Eve. On a train bound for nowhere. Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out I of base. Come on. For a taste of your whiskey. I miss the give real like advice. storytelling type of so country I music, right? Him my bottle. And he drank down my last swallow. Six three nine forty nine hundred. Text lines open seven four four twenty nine ninety. And the night got we got uh, a couple pair of tickets for Tech. All expression. Said if you're gonna play Virginia. the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when We got a pair of tickets for Radford. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. No word yet on if uh, Pulaski County High School is closed today because, um, well, I don't know, it's clear and cold. Uh, I haven't heard yet. <clears throat> Of course, they closed yesterday, and I walked out of the studio. The sun was out, and all the little dusting of snow had been already melted away. So, hey, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, coming up at hour two, B. Hart's going to be here. Brian Hart, former Radford University Highlander. He hangs around with the team, works with the team. And then we have Tim Pete. These Highlanders deserve your attention. They've won eight in a row. They're um, really doing a lot of things. Darius Nichols getting a lot of a national attention. You go all over Twitter. There are all sorts of people now who are showing highlights of Radford basketball. They're showing these guards. Of course, Brian Antoine, let's say it the way it is, the name that he brings, the reputation that he had coming out of high school, the fact that he chose Radford with the way he's playing. And the Highlanders are all over Twitter because they recognize that there is a budding superstar in Darius Nichols on the sideline. Let's just say it the way it is. And the fact that he's one of our very own here in the NRV, Radford native, Radford Bobcat, and it doesn't take good to recognize good very long, right? You, you figure that out pretty quickly. And the way he's navigated through now just his second season and the way he's always forthright and honest in the way he's gone about embracing this portal. His words still echo in my head when we were in studio one of the times he was in here. Rick, you, you got to evolve or you die. <laughs> That's what he said. And the Highlanders right now are flourishing. Tough, tough game tomorrow. 
against the Winthrop Eagles, who all of a sudden are playing very well under Mark Prosser. They've won three in a row. No shocker there. They have good players. He's a very good coach. And the old rivals will get together tomorrow at 2 inside the Deadman Center. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. It's a big high school basketball day tomorrow as well. We've got a lot going on. We'd love to hear from you. We've got Jen and Mike in Hour 3. Jen's been hanging around Holly out in Tampa. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is there anything left of that town? It's the finally Friday edition. Bundle up when you head out and about. We'll be back. Curtis Keaton of the Cincinnati Bengals, and I am a proud listener of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Well, I certainly wish the forecast was, you know, for Mr. Blue Sky, but oh, we had some bad terminology there from Brent Watts, right? Blustery temperatures tonight down in the teens. It's going to feel colder. But there's no nastiness falling from the sky, so we'll take it. 639-4900 the uh, studio. Baker Team Hotline. Text line 744-2990 in our McAdoo studios. Thanks to all the folks at McAdoo. we got tickets to give away. We're going to do that here momentarily. we got two pair of tickets. We'll do that coming up for Tech UVA. Last time I checked, that's a pretty big game when they get together, right? Taking UVA. I understand they might be rivals. Is that true? And uh, get a pair of Radford tickets for winter. Tony sent me a text. Um, a really cool moment with Deion Sanders and uh, one of the uh, longtime um, boosters and a, a lady who's in a wheelchair and how Dion's going about his business. And I'm glad he brought it up because I, I, I meant to talk about it some, but I am really on board to see how Dion does in a Power Five. I think he's going to absolutely crush it. I really do. Every time you see an interview with him, he's very honest about where we are with today's college football. You see the kids he got to flip, right? Colorado immediately stepped up their NIL pot for him. He's hired coaches that he completely trusts to do their job. The one thing I really like about what I've heard so far, Dion is coming right out and saying, basically, you know what? Yeah, he knows the game now, and he'll be able to coach these guys. I mean, you can argue he's one of the top five cornerbacks in the history of the NFL. I mean, I would be on board for that. But he's hired a staff that he trusts that he's going to let do their job. There's a documentary, it's either on Netflix or it's on Prime, about how he went about doing things at Jackson State. And I watched it, and I was very impressed. And regardless what you think of him, right, no matter what you might think, I think he's good for college football. I'm glad he's in the Power Five. We just talked about with Gary, UCLA, USC leaving. That leaves Colorado football with what to navigate through? Oregon? They have a chance to rise to power quickly in that league with Dion. 
I mean, every time I see an interview, I realize, you know what? He gets it. And I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to thrive out there in Boulder. I really do. I think you're going to see them start to keep – a lot of times Colorado is kind of under the radar about high school football talent. You don't have them listed with the Californias and the Floridas and Texas and up in the Northeast. But there's some good players. But most of the time, those top 10, 15 players will go elsewhere. They'll go to somebody else in the Pac-10. I keep saying Pac-10 because UCLA and USC are leaving. It's going to be stupid to keep calling them the Pac-12, but I'm sure they might. I think they're going to be just fine. And I think he's got a chance to have them rise up almost immediately out there. I really do. Now, will it happen this coming year? No, it won't. But I bet you they go to a bowl. I bet you they do. But he's completely trusting his coaches, his staff. He takes the time to talk about the folks who clean up the locker rooms and the stadium. He created, he's already created relationships with those folks. Anybody in and around the program, he doesn't put himself like, oh, I'm Deion Sanders, I'm a Hall of Famer, I'm worth millions already. I don't get that impression one time. I hope it works, man. I really do. And, you know, i got to give Rocky credit. One of our callers, he's a Colorado guy. He's from that area. As a matter of fact, I think Rocky grew up in Boulder. If you ever wonder why, he uh, talks about Colorado football a lot. And remember before he was even hired, Rocky called up and he said, hey, I would love to see this happen. I think it'd be a slam dunk. I think he's right. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch, isn't it? He won at Jackson State. That was a down and out. HCBU. I mean, as far as, you know, HBCUs go, he they weren't very good. And then he started getting good recruits, and he had the big flip from a five-star. I, I think he's got a real shot. I hope so. I hope it works out for him. And again... You know, I know he can be a little brash, and you may not like it, but he's always honest. You always know what he's thinking. And I started to really, like I said, the other night, I don't know what game it was. It was a couple games before the end of the regular season when he joined the uh, the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. He was the first guest. And they knew what they had because you know how they usually wait <laughs> till either the end of the first quarter or late in the first – they threw Dion on almost immediately, and they bantered. I could have watched that for the entire game. They didn't need to bring any of their guests on. The interaction and the things he was saying about the game, it was just a lot of fun. He's got that personable, making you feel like that you're the only guy that matters to him when you're in the room, and you need that a lot today, especially in college football. And he's going to be honest with these kids about the NIL. He's been honest with the kids that he asked to go uh, look for other opportunities when he got there. I mean, he's already turned over the roster. I saw the other day, what, 48 players has already, have already turned over the roster. He's unapologetic, but he's not mean about it. We look at it from a tech perspective. We've talked about how Coach Pry has gone about it. He's been very honest. It's very similar. He's not at all been uh, pulling any punches about talking to kids when they need to go. But it's got to be good for college football, right? College football has a lot of negativity around it. Unless you're outside of Athens or Tuscaloosa, 
right? Unless you're just counting dollar bills. I mean, there's a lot of negativity around college football right now. From a fan's perspective in particular, from you, Virginia Tech fan, who is so loyal, so dedicated. As a matter of fact, you, Virginia Tech football fan, are so impressive, you filled up almost Lane Stadium when Wofford came to town. You had 62-plus thousand there. Incredible. Nobody can question anymore ever the loyalty and the dedication of Virginia Tech football fan. Through that season last year, they came week after week. And Colorado doesn't have that right now. I think their stadium's around 55,000, right? Folsom Field. I don't know how big it is. I should look it up. And I don't know what they're looking to do um, in terms of getting fans there. But aren't you interested in it? Yeah, it was close. That's not bad. I'll take that. 53,750. I said 50,000. Okay. I've watched enough games there. There's rumors that the spring game might sell out out there. They've been selling tickets for a while. You know, everybody get is controversial when Tech did it. A lot of places have been doing that a long time. <laughs> Colorado being one. And Colorado doesn't have nearly the football tradition over the last 30 years that Virginia Tech does. So... But I hope it works. I really do. I hope it works. I hope he turns college football in its ear. And even though UCLA and USC are leaving the school I follow, UCLA, I don't want the Pac-10 slash Pac-12 just to go under. I hope it ends up thriving. I hope they can add someone and it does well. Although a lot of the reason those two schools are leaving is because of the leadership or lack thereof of that conference. But yeah, Tony, I'm with you. Tony said, you know, for whatever reason, I'm really pulling for him. You, you got to like him. Yeah, you do. You do. Why not? Why not have success? Why, why can't he work out, right? And if you're Colorado football, I mean, he's already turned over the interest of that place. I saw already see they're on an all-time record uh, pace for selling season tickets, luxury boxes. They're already talking about expansion to the stadium. He's gotten that committee going. He's got people bumping around. It's already a place, a state that's so dominated by the Broncos, a, a terrific football state to begin with. Now you throw in the college team interest? Man. And, you know, Colorado State, and you have Air Force, I know, but, yeah, that's kind of a selected fan base. But, yeah, I hope it works. I'll be watching closely. You're going to see Colorado on TV more. You watch. Especially if they start having some success. I saw already that he's got a top 35 recruiting class. His portal class, I saw, I'm pretty sure his portal class is rated in the top seven. Kids that are transferring there. Because as a former great player who saw this from all sides, much like Darius Nichols, you evolve or you die. (laughs) Right? So that's what Coach Prime is doing, and I hope it works. And I think it's going to be an example to other athletic departments that it can work once you commit to it. Like Gary was talking about Washington basketball. If you commit to it, it can happen. Radford basketball committed to 
this new coaching staff, and it's happening in year two. You lose a guy like Mike Jones, who was just outstanding, one of my dearest friends, and then Robert Lindenberg knew exactly who he needed to come in and run this program, and it was Darius Nichols. It wasn't any hesitation. It wasn't even (laughs) – nobody else was even being considered. Here you go. You're the guy. Well, Colorado did that. They identified Deion Sanders, and they said, you're our guy. I mean, when they had that job opening, it wasn't any – they didn't have a national search. You're, you're our guy. What will it take? This is what we want to do. Tell us. I like that. There's no, that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of leadership because you've honed in on the guy you want. You don't have to have all this, let's interview seven, eight people that you're never going to seriously consider and spend all that money for interviews and flying people around and taking them to dinner and showing them the facility. You're not going to get involved in all that unless you – just want to do it for fluff. They said, you're our guy. What's it going to take? All right, here we go. This is from Hokey Bob. Back on January the 8th, Colorado actually had the number one transfer class. There you go. A lot of SEC players. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. See, there you go. Already. Yeah, he's pulled a lot of guys out of the SEC. And he said the other day, he said, you know what? My home state, Florida, he goes, I we're gonna Florida, Florida kids are gonna be coming out here to Boulder. And he said that without saying we're gonna make sure they're taken care of to get out of here, but we're gonna start getting some Florida talent out here in Colorado. I like it. I'm here for it. And I think everybody right now who's just kind of either bewildered, frustrated, not happy with college football, why not? (laughs) Why not have success? I hope he wins. I hope he wins big. And I hope he turns college football on its ear. I really, really do. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, I mentioned tomorrow Virginia Tech and Virginia is sold out. Absolutely sold out. So... We have two pair of tickets, and I'm going to give away a pair of tickets right now. We're going to have a uh, trivia question here. If you listen to the program carefully, right? If you listen to the program carefully, you know that uh, I have stated many times my all-time Virginia Tech basketball player. Call me up, 639-4900 right now. If you want to go see Tech in Virginia at noon tomorrow, the game is sold out. National TV, or at least regional TV. What do you think? Call me up, 639-4900. Who is my all-time favorite Virginia Tech basketball player? And I'll give you a big hint. It goes back to the Metro Conference days. 639-4900. I didn't know much about college basketball locally then, and I started watching this guy play, and he's my guy. 639-4900. Who is my all-time favorite Virginia Tech college basketball player? And if you get it right, you get to go see Tech and UVA on us here at BDST. 
Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Rick, it's Chuck. Chuck, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. It's Dale Solomon. Hey! <laughs> you pay attention, Chuck. <laughs> yes. You got it, man. Didn't he's, you Didn't you love Dale Solomon? Yeah, he's one of my favorite players. Oh, my goodness gracious. And a great dude, too, by the way. Yeah. I uh, had a yeah. pleasure of meeting him later on when he was uh, well past his playing years. Just a, a nice guy as well. Well, Chuck, congratulations, man. Yeah, uh, you can be able to go to the game tomorrow? Yes. All right. Well, do me a favor. Hang on here during the break. I'm sending it to a break, and I'll get all your info and let you know how to pick them up. Okay. All right. You just pick them up here at the station? Yeah, you can just get them here at the station. But hang on just a second. I want to get your name and your phone number. I don't want that to go out over the air. So hang on just a second. Okay. okay. I'll get all back right. to you in just a second. All right. Thank you. All right. That's it. Everybody else who's calling, sorry. Dale Solomon, indeed. Old number 35. Man, oh, man. Love watching that guy play. All right, we'll take a break. Don't worry about it. we got another pair of tickets. We're going to do it in studio with B. Hart when he gets here at hour two. We've got a lot going on. Tim Pete from Radford Basketball. And then Jen, Mike Ashley, wrapping up hour one. We come back. Miss something? Oh, you missed that? Well, here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Wrapping up hour number one. Brian Hart and Tim Pete going to be in the studio in hour number two. All right, so uh, got a text message here about basketball tomorrow. Northside High School, by the way, undefeated, number one, 19-0. They're taking on Radford High School in Salem. Incredible. Radford is 15-2 on the year. So Division three, you have number one, Northside. And Radford is number two in Division Two behind undefeated John Marshall. John Marshall's always undefeated, it seems like. Bobcats are 15-2 and two under the best coach in the state, Rick Cormier. Just say it the way it is. So that's uh, coming up. Floyd, by the way, having a great year, 15-4. and four. So that's tomorrow. So you get a chance. You can you got Tech at noon. You got... Winthrop and Radford at two. See if the Highlanders can win their ninth straight. And then you've got Northside and Radford High School down in Salem. Well, you can make a full basketball day of it. I mean, really, you could do the triple header, right? You could go over to Castle. Let's say the game's in the bag at the under four media. You could have it out a little early, get to Radford, take in the Highlanders and the Eagles. Then you have time to get some food, chillax, get some beverages, and then go uh, down to Salem and watch Northside. And Radford High School tomorrow. That's a big day. That is some big local basketball here on a Saturday. And we're all here for it. A little bit later on, Brian Hart's going to be in the studio. As a matter of fact, sometime in hour two, he and Tim Pete. Tim Pete's going to be coming a little later, Radford assistant coach. Pay a little bit more attention to this Radford team that's on a roll right now under Darius Nichols. Darius Nichols is all over Twitter, and it's not his doing. It's everybody just starting to get props and understanding what's going on here. 
Bobby Huggins, when we uh, played up there last year in Morgantown, we sat down, and he's always great, by the way. And he's coming to be the speaker at our Red and White Gala this spring um, because he thinks that much of Darius. And we just sat down, and, and he said, you know, some guys that you coach, and he had him for one year, his final year, and I didn't know which direction he was going to go in his post-West Virginia life. But he goes, I sat him down and I said, you are going to be one hell of a basketball coach if that's what you want to do. And sure enough, I think it's happening before our eyes down here in Radford. Bobby Huggins knew. We've all known for a long time. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Hour two. We're going to talk some Radford hoops in studio, peeps. Give away more tickets, one for the Radford game, pair of tickets for the Radford game, pair of tickets for Tech and UVA. 